We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. You can't control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand a chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed. Welcome to Rams Talk Radio, post-game edition. This is Derek C. Paul, managing editor over at Rams Talk with the man, the myth, the legend, Norm Hightower. We're here to talk about a rather, I don't know if, it, I don't, I don't know if it's surprising or if it's shocking or I just came out of a coma. It, it, I don't know. The Rams win in London, 33-0. Okay, folks, let's say it one more time, just for emphasis. 33-0. Uh, our numbers here are just as dominant as it sounds. But first, before we get to those numbers, Norm, what are your overall thoughts on this game? The Rams are for real. They're legit. They're a contender. And all the doubt that I had in my mind that's been lingering, even though I felt this team was, you know, had arrived, all that, all the doubt, all the past Ram stuff, all that has left the building and... I'm now focusing on moving forward and making the playoffs with this team because they played like a playoff team today. They've, they've been traveling a lot. They ended up having to go to London. You know, they've put on like 8,000 miles in the last two weeks, and they looked like a fresh team. They played good all the way around on, in all facets of the game and dominated, and it just feels awesome. 
I'm going to go a step further. And I'm like the podcast. I think it's safe to say I'm the podcast pessimist. I, would you agree? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I'm the podcast pessimist here. The Rams didn't look like a playoff team today. They looked like they looked more than that. This team looked like a Super Bowl contender. I'm not saying a Super Bowl team. I'm not ready to go that far yet. But they looked like a Super Bowl contender, especially with how much parity we have in the NFL this year. They dominated every facet of this game. It wasn't even really a game after the first quarter. Let's look at the numbers. The Rams, first down, is 28. The Cardinals, 10. Third down efficiency. This number is astounding. 13 of 19. One more time. 13 of 19. Cardinals, 3 for 11. Didn't have a fourth down for us. They were 1 out of 2 for fourth downs. Total yards. 425 for the Rams, 189 for the Cardinals. The Rams ran 78 plays, averaging 5.4 yards a play. The Cardinals ran 47 plays, averaging 4 yards a play. Net yards rushing. This is huge. Rams ran it 40 times for 197 yards, 4.9 average. Cardinals ran it 12 times for 25 yards. In the passing game, uh, Jerry Goff, 22-37, 6 yards per pass, sacked one time. The Cardinals were 15 and 32, sacked three times, uh, 164 yards. Other than that, you know, what can we really say? That's, that's pretty much a demolition. Well, there is one more thing to say, one more thing to say, and that is the time of possession. 38 minutes and 51 seconds for the Rams, and most of that came in the second half. That's domination. Yeah, the final stats actually came in at 3901 to 2059, which is they were one minute away from doubling time of possession. I mean, that's that's just insane. But that is an outstanding job done by the Rams, especially, you know, post-halftime. Because there were definite, there, there are complaints about the way the Rams did things in the first and second quarter. Um, but once they got that lead, they really put the boot on the Cardinals. Well, the first quarter, they started off slow, but let's give them credit where credit's due. Every time they had the ball, they drove the ball down the field. And even though they ended up in in field goals or, a, you know, we had, what, two punts all game? Yep, two punts. And both punts ended up netting inside the 20. So, I mean, give them credit where credit's due. Sometimes you have to take what's given to you, and if you can't if you can't drive down the field and get a touchdown, don't make mistakes, use up time on the clock, get points when you can, and keep them in bad field position, and keep them out of the end zone, which they were very successful at. The only chance that... Arizona had to score all game was their missed field goal. And every other time they got even close with Palmer in the game, the Rams sacked them and took them out of, out of field goal range. So I, you got to give them credit everywhere. I mean, they played the – only, the only thing I would take away from the whole game was that there's too many penalties on special teams still. But overall, there I don't see anything wrong with the way they played this game. Goff made one bad decision, special teams too many penalties – and even the golf bad decision is, you know, a little bit up in the air because there was a questionable, you know, non-call of whether it was pass interference or not when their defensive back hit Gurley and stopped him, you know, stopped his momentum, and so he wasn't there to catch the ball. But Oh, he grabbed him, though. He grabbed him. Okay. So, I mean, okay, they missed the call, but golf shouldn't have thrown it. So, no, he shouldn't. No, you're right. So, you know, that, that I'll call that a mistake, and the, the penalties on special teams – was a mistake, but 
I mean, think about it. Our offensive line went the entire game until Jamon Brown blew it in the last five minutes without a penalty, not one hold, and they had one false start by Brown in the last five minutes. That was it. So our offensive line, you know, getting Gurley over 100 yards rushing, Jared Goff only getting sacked one time, they're playing like a Super Bowl offensive line. Our receivers and everything else are starting to come in. I mean, they're dropping some passes, and Goff's not quite as accurate as we'd like him to be. But the thing I'm most proud of is every facet of this game the Rams dominated. They didn't go out there and really blow it. They didn't go out there and do a whole bunch of idiotic plays. They went out there and played really solid football. Drive the ball down the field, use up the clock, get points where you can, keep them out of the end zone. You can't ask for more than that. No, you can't. So let's do this. Let's go ahead and just quickly address the things that were that were negative and get them out of the way so we can just spend the rest of the podcast just tearing down, or it's not, not tearing down, we won't do that, tearing apart everything that was great in a good way and just examine it. And first thing I saw that they really have to work on continually is the Watkins golf connection at still struggling. He got three catches today. That needs improving. Goff is still thrown behind receivers as well a little bit. Um, we saw that a couple of times. And early play selection, I, I would say, are three weaknesses I saw. Um, they didn't really get the running game going until later. And once they did, it was, it was nasty. Those are, I mean, that's really it for me. I can't, I can't think of anything else. And if you can really only come up with three negatives to talk about in this game, and I'm sure there are more if we went, if we dig deeper in the film, but those are the three that stand out. And they still kick the living, you know, wow, the Cardinals. I'll go for, I'll go with that. I'll take it. What that tells me is the Rams have a lot of room to grow, and they're dominating now. I'll take it. By the way, I just came across the newswire that Carson Palmer suffered a broken arm. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, so he's probably out uh, for the rest of the season or close to it. And, you know, no one ever wishes an injury on anybody, but it sure seems like the Rams have his number for hurting him. Yeah, they do. Oh, my God. Is that the third time they've knocked him out of the season? I think so. I think so. Well, and I agree with you on everything you just said. Uh, there, there are only a few little things that I want to really sit here and, and, and say anything negative about. I counted at least three passes that Goff threw that he really shouldn't have thrown. Uh, once was into triple coverage. Even though he was being hurried, it was, you know, I'd rather see him throw the ball away than throw it into triple coverage. Uh, there was another time where, he, the receiver was pretty well double, double covered, and and he tried to squeeze it in there, which was a mistake, and, and was lucky it wasn't intercepted. And then, of course, his interception play. But overall, you're playing in a in a different country. You're playing on a wet field with light rain. You don't really expect the quarterback to have a really great game, anyways, in those kind of conditions. And and Goff did very well. Overall, you know, he did very well. He managed the game well. He even ran in a touchdown on a on a read option, <laughs> which which blew my mind. I was like, "Gosh, is that Cam Newton out there in the field, or, or is oh, that Jared Goff?" There, there is a meme going around Twitter right now already that shows this. They kind of pokes fun of Bruce Arians with his response to what he saw with with Goff right in the end zone. It's hilarious. I have it on the Twitter feed for us, and it's. It is freaking hilarious, <laughs> the shock of Bruce Arians. And, and honestly, I, I, I can't wait to see 
the Bruce Arians press conference after this game. This guy has talked a lot of garbage about the Rams over the years. And when that famous line is, you know, the Rams are shooting for 8-8 eight and eight and we're going for the playoffs. I think I'm paraphrasing it. But it felt good. It feels really good seeing the Rams dominate this team. I have to admit, I I got emotional. I got emotional towards the end of this game because it, I really realized they're good. The Rams are good. This is a good football team, and they're just growing into how good they can be. This is we in week seventeen. We could be talking about a very dominant football team. And you know, I remember back when the Rams went to the Super Bowl thirty four, and I remember I remember praying. I said, Lord, if the Rams win the Super Bowl, I'll never expect them. To do it, to do it again. I'll take this and I'll be happy. And I, I thought for a while, I, th- I thought for a while God took me seriously because it's been bad ever since. <laughs> you, and, cur- uh, you cursed us. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? And um, that's what that's what came to mind. And I, I'm thinking, you know what? This team is it's they're they're special. They have a certain field of them that they're on the right path. And even if they have their struggles the rest of the year, which they will, because they're young and and their coach is young and. That's something else. You, you know, we, we didn't, we neglected was the three timeouts that were gone before even halfway through the second period, second quarter. Those are mistakes that are going to happen, but this is a good football team. It would have been a real problem for me if, if the Rams were losing and, and were down by quite a bit in the first half and they were having to use those times, timeouts. So it's, I mean, I understand what you're saying and it's a good learning experience for McVay. I mean, he's, he's young enough to be my kid. So. You know, I look at it as, you know, my kids still make mistakes today, so, you know, I expect him to make them too. But if you look at his offensive play calling throughout the game, I've been critical of him, even though he's been very good and brings a lot of offense to the table for us that we haven't seen in years. I've I've been kind of critical of him. But today, he started us off kind of slow, and, and, and he might have a reason for that, and we don't know. But as the as the game went on, I saw some brilliant screen plays. The one to Austin uh, when uh, Rob Havenstein went out and blocked for him and and got us a first down there, and then the touchdown to Cooper Cup. Those are the kind of things. Oh, and we saw actually a double a double end around one motion end around. You know, it went to Robert Woods, mm-hmm. and those are things that you just don't see or you haven't seen from the Rams. So I'm not going to be critical of him for using the timeouts right now because it's early in the year later in the season when playoffs are in the picture and he makes those kind of mistakes yeah i'll be a lot more critical but overall i i haven't smiled as much watching a football game in a long time so it was really nice to see the rams you know go out there and dominate the cardinals we, we expected it to be a tight game and it was nothing of the sort and, and of course the cardinals fans are going to be you know, saying they want to put an asterisk next to this because we knocked out Carson Palmer, but we knocked out Carson Palmer. And we took advantage of the situation with two interceptions and touchdowns. You did everything you need to do in that situation. So I'm really proud of this team. And I'm, for once, feeling real proud about walking around, especially living in Seahawks country, walking around with the Rams jersey and and Rams hat on and having my chest poking out a little bit because – we look we look good and we are good. Well, they'll look better when they go back to their old uniforms, but it's good enough. <laughs> well, at least today it looked a, it was a lot more satisfactory than it has been. I'll give them that. Oh yeah, jeez. <laughs> well, the thing about watching this team right now is we, we're literally seeing them grow up. 
they are making these adjustments every game to get better. We even saw it in the game. The play calling going the first quarter and the second quarter, they're going away from the run a lot. They're going, you know, they're, they're doing a lot of silly things in the past. And then they adjusted to what the Cardinals were giving them. And once they did, they blew this game open. And so we're seeing growth from this team. We're seeing growth both from the players and the coaching staff. And Rams fans at home, that's something to be excited about. This is not a team that is stubborn. We watched Jeff Fisher run the same offense, the same schemes for years, didn't adjust, didn't change, brought in below-par people to run his offense, brought in below-par people to, to, to train up his quarterbacks, and look where that got us. Five years of mediocrity or worse. Now, here you have, in less than a year, that same team with a few additions is now a serious playoff contender. I'm going to say it again. I'm going to repeat myself. This team is, to me, a Super Bowl contender. All right, well, here, before we move on, we want to get to our sponsor, Sal Martinez, over at the Golden Ram Barbershop. Over there, 13755 Golden West Street in Westminster, California, at 92683. You can make an appointment with him at 714-894-7267. The great thing about Sal's shop is very simple. It's all Rams. It's like his living shrine to the Rams. You open the shop the day the Rams left L.A., and he's been holding the door open there ever since. It's basically a museum of Rams memorabilia. You can go in there and get a great haircut for a great price, talk Rams football, and just enjoy the atmosphere. Again, you can make an appointment at 714-894-7267. That's the Golden Ram Barbershop. Oh, and by the way, if anybody out there is listening right now and would like to be one of our sponsors, we'd love to have you. Uh, we we treat our sponsors great. Our sponsors treat us great. Give us an email at ramstalk1945 at gmail.com, or you can talk to us on our, our, our Facebook page, message us at Ramstalk, and we'll get back right with you. All right, so Norm, real quick, who's your player of the game? Well, I would call it players of the game, the offensive line. It's hard because you have 33 points put on the board, uh, two of them, or two of the touchdowns were because of our defensive play. We held Adrian Peterson to 21 yards rushing, which I never thought I'd be saying. So there's so many good things. It's really, really hard to pick a player of the game. But I'm really proud of the offensive line and the way they're coming together and the way they're looking. So I'm going to say the offensive line. I'm going to go with Greg the leg. I'm going to go with Greg the leg. And the reason why is he's still the unsung hero of this offense right now. When this when the offense struggles, when it sputters, he's there. He's been almost automatic this year. And when the when the Rams needed to get things going here there in that first half, he was there making the play that we needed him to make, which is which is the field goals. No matter what the distance was, he was there. And that kind of gave the Rams a bit of a cushion. Uh, I agree I agree on the offensive line, but I can't ignore a great delay. Now, here's another one for you. Our goat of the game, our scapegoat of the game, or who would it be for you? Oh, gosh. Uh, that's hard to say uh, just because, you know, when you win 33 to nothing, I, I, would have to, I would have to go with our special teams. 
on the penalties. That would be that'd be my goat. Oh, geez. Uh, just to break in, Carson Palmer's injury we just talked about it early in the podcast. He's expected to miss at least eight weeks. So you're right. He's gonna, it's going to be almost the entire season. He will miss the last eight weeks of the year. That changes everything for the Cardinals from here on out. Um, my goat of the week, well, I'm sorry, my friend. I can't find anybody on the Rams. I'm going Bruce Arians. All the years of all the garbage he said about the Rams, all the years where he basically trashed his team, our players, to see him to see him struggle like he did and his team struggled today. I it, it I have to admit, call me a poor sport, but it felt great to watch him go down hard. It felt good today. Rams win thirty three nothing. I I he got out coached today and he got out coached badly. Okay, before we move on and we're getting towards the end, folks. I, I you know, normally there's more for us to break down today. There isn't. It was domination. Um so we're gonna get towards the end, close up. Tomorrow and the rest of the week, expect a major shift in our podcast. We have to keep you busy when the Rams are off. We have to keep you engaged, right? We want you we want you talking Rams football. We're gonna have numerous guests in the next week or so. Look, watch, listen. Expect the guests include several former Rams players, um, several members of the media covering the Rams. Make sure you stay with us. Also, you can find us on SoundCloud and on iTunes. Now, what we want to do, we want to put this out to you right now. We're holding a contest, and we need your love. We, we need your, we have, we, we want the love of the Rams fans, don't we? Right now on Facebook, we have been on this long search to get to 10,000 likes. This is what we want. When we reach 10,000 likes, Rams Talk will be giving away a $50 gift certificate to the NFL shop for you to spend on your wonderful Rams. Same goes for when we reach 100 five-star reviews on, you guessed it, iTunes. Please give us a subscription, like us on Facebook, check us out on Twitter. We're, we're becoming more and more active on Twitter every week. We want your patronage. Come on over. Get with us here at Rams Talk. All right, real quick, and let me go ahead and clarify to explain the rules for Facebook, you have to like and share the article. Like and share the article. That automatically enters you into the contest. The article that we post, well, our first one will be tonight's podcast. So share and like the article with tonight's podcast, and that will enter you into our little sweepstakes. Again, up for grabbed, a $50 gift certificate to NFLShop.com. Hopefully you're buying RAM stuff there. The same goes for the iTunes you you are instantly entered into the contest when for iTunes if you give us a five star review, folks. Please, hey, we're, we're, we do this because we love engaging with you. Subscribe, we'd love to have you. All right, Norm. Just as we get ready to close here, how does the rest of the NFC West look to you now after the last couple of weeks? Well, I've, the Forty ers have have been on a drought of losing by three points or less, which is a hard way to lose. I'm sure they're going to get some wins, but they're going to still struggle throughout the year. So I, I don't see them being in it at all, especially with their record that they have now. The Cardinals, I, I would have thought, would have been a serious contender. I thought today was going to be a tougher game than it was with the addition of Adrian Peterson. But now that Carson Palmer's out with a broken arm, I 
kind of see their season not being so strong anymore. So really it's a race between the Rams and the Seahawks. And, you know, we should have had the first game against the Seahawks. I mean, we can cry and spill milk or whatever, but we should have had that game. We played them tough. I think we're a better team than the Seahawks are right now. When we meet them again at the end of the year, that's going to be the real question and answer to this team is can we win the division and beat the Seahawks in Seattle? If they can do that, I think we take the the division and move on to the playoffs for the first time in a long time. So it's, it's it's a race between the Seahawks and the Rams. And at this point I give the edge to the Rams, but, but that's what we have to look forward to. Well, I'm not so sure about giving the edge to the Rams. Uh, The Seahawks have one game in hand with us with, you know, beating the Rams in LA and it is hard. It's really hard to win in Seattle. So, you know, the Rams had that before they did a couple of years ago. The talent wise, I think the edge is still with Seattle, at least when you combine the overall roster with the experience they have and so on and so forth. I just you know Seattle just always finds a way to get the better of the Rams in those situations. And I hesitate to go that far, but if they're going to do it, if it's going to, if that changing of the arm is going to happen, at the very least, we're going to start seeing it this year. This is this this Rams team's on the rise, and sooner or later they're gonna, they're going to get over the hump. And you're right, this goes through Seattle and LA right now, the NFC West, and uh, given the way the rest of the, of the conference is playing outside of the Eagles, that that could be the race to decide the NF the NFC champion. Absolutely, we'll see how the Seahawks fare today against the New York Giants. They're playing in New York, so we'll see how they do today. They haven't overly impressed me. Even when they played the Rams and beat us, they didn't really overly impress me. And I'm curious to see how they do the rest of the season. So right now they're playing in New York and it's first quarter and 0-0. Zero to zero. So we'll see how that game plays out, and we can revisit that uh, later on in, in our next podcast and, You know, because we'll know the results of that game at that point. Yeah, one, one last note about the Seahawks is, when I talk about their talent level, you know, these are guys who have made Pro Bowl after Pro Bowl after Pro Bowl. That that team is built to win. Their to me, their downside continues to be playing together, and this is where the Rams have the edge. That team plays together. They're very much in sync with each other, both both offensively and defense. And, and I, I really think that if the Rams can take this division from the Seahawks, that's how it's going to happen. That, that Seahawks chemistry just hasn't been right since they lost the Super Bowl. And, you know, maybe it is a time. Well, our defense is getting better and better every week. They're, they're really starting to gel and, and starting to really adapt to this new defense. Goff and the receivers are still working on their chemistry, but, you know, Sammy Watkins by the end of the year should be on the same page as Goff. Cooper Cup's going to have more time, probably not going to drop some of the passes, which is surprising to me because he didn't do it in college. But, you know, he'll he'll start being more of a possession receiver and quit making the drops that he's making. Uh, I really see our offense gelling more and more every week. Todd Gurley is continuing to show that he is the stud that we've always thought he was. I mean, I, I've got a little bit of a man crush on him after that. 18, oh, we both do. That 18-yard touchdown run, you know, where he – he broke a tackle in the backfield, stiff arm, the linebacker, turned on the Jets. I mean, we and we have a we have a good special teams, especially when they don't, you know, have the penalties. So I mean, I really see this team growing right in front of my eyes. And if they continue to keep growing every week like they have been, 
I think that gives us the edge over the Seahawks because they've been together for a while. And even though they have Pro Bowl talent, a lot of the Rams that play on this team have Pro Bowl talent too, but they haven't been voted to the Pro Bowl because we've been so bad. And I, I think that's underlooked a little bit when the Rams have some really good quality defensive players in the previous years and they weren't voted to the Pro Bowl just because the Seahawks were winning and had good players. So I don't really think they have that much more talent than we do. They're just they're just veterans where we're not we don't have the veteran squad yet. But I, I see this team getting closer and better every week and I don't see the Seahawks doing that and that's why I give them the edge. Well I mean that's that's very true. You know, the, the Seahawks to me even with even with your argument there, I still think they have a little bit of a talent edge. But as the Rams continue to develop that talent they do have and get more experience and and learn the game at the pro level, you know, right now I, I think what we're, we're watching is the Rams are, are on the way up and the Seahawks have plateaued. And this division is the Rams for the taking. If not this year, next year, it's happening. And we can't say it enough, but – what the Rams did in hiring Sean McVay, it's a home run. And who would have thought it? A 31-year-old. That's your head coach? Well, you know what? It was what they needed. Well, the entire coaching staff, for that matter. Uh, I mean, the, yeah. whole, the whole revamp of all of that and the whole revamp of our receiving core and some of the some of the losses that we had on defense we were all worried about, but then they brought in some different players that have stepped up and played really well. I mean, this has been – an overall great experience so far, you know, with this new regime. And I see them just getting better and better every week. And that's all we've asked for for the last 15 years is just get a little bit better every week. Just start showing us some improvement and give us some hope. And we've we've had that drought for so long of when is this going to just change for us and finally give us some good news. And and it's happening right now, and it feels really good, and it's so exciting to sit here and watch a game. And I scared the hell out of my lab today because usually during Rams games, I'm just grumbling and grumpy and all that. But today, you know, when we had a couple of our big plays, I was yelling and screaming, so happy at the screen. My dog jumped about three feet in the air. <laughs> so it's it's been nice. It's It's been a really nice change, and – and I'm really happy and proud to be a Rams fan. I'm really proud of this team right now. Emotionally, for me, it's like I, like I mentioned earlier in the podcast. I, stupid, idiotic superstitions where you think, you know, I, did I curse this team? <laughs> but I, I just remember so many bad games, and I remember going back to our last playoff game, losing that game to the Falcons, what we did years and years ago, and and seeing Tory Holt go, you know, go away, suffers injuries. Mark Bolger suffers injuries seeing that team fall apart um, under numerous bad coaching staffs, seeing other players come on like Chris Long. Chris Long's a great example. This James Laurinaitis having the primes of their careers wasted away. But now you see this change and you see this renewal of this franchise. And it, it just, it's something special, you know, as a fan, it, it's hard to keep it in check when you are trying to be the journalist and, and, and put the fan away. But it's special. It's it's because you just get used to losing. Just like the players get used to losing. The fans get used to losing. And, you know, it gets to the point where you just want to give up. But, you know, you can't give up because that's your team. It's like 
it's like watching your kids struggle with something that you wish they'd do better at, but they can never do it. Well, this kid, the Rams, are doing it better now, and it, you feel proud. There's it's, it's years of of this now, and the disappointments of, of, of thinking, okay, this is the year, and they go 7-9. This is the year they go 7-8-1. This is the year they go 6-10. and And that's just hard to swallow. And then you see this, and you sense the differences, and you sense that this is real. And there's a piece to it. We're, we're watching something special. Yes, we are. So with that, we're getting ready to close here. Um, we'll be back quick. We have a lot. We have a, t- a ton of podcasts planned for you this week. So stay with us. Um, Norm, any closing thoughts? Oh, just let's continue the excitement and let's continue to believe. The Finally, the announcers are starting to believe. People are starting to take notice. I'm a true believer now. Even even Mr. Half Glass Empty <laughs> Mr. Mr. Derek Ciapala is coming around. So let's just keep that going and uh, check out our podcast this week. We've got some great guests coming on. I think you'll really enjoy. And just thanks for joining us. All right. For Norm Hightower, I'm Derek Ciapala. Rams win 33 nothing. We're 5-2 and two first place in the NFC West. Oh, and we finally won a game in London. <laughs> we'll see you soon. Adios. Whether you're moving in together for the first time. This can be your closet. Or you're a new parent to a little fur baby. Viva Paper Towels can help you maintain a clean home. They're two times more durable when wet compared to the leading value brand. So they clean like cloth, helping you pick up after your new pet in your new home. For an exceptional cloth-like clean, use Viva Towels. Visit vivatowels.com to learn more and start fresh with a clean feeling of home. The NBA is back. Where else can a city this loud be this left on? And 30 feet is still in range. Where else is history? Still in the making. The NDA, only here. Season begins December 22nd on ABC, ESPN, TNT, and NBA TV. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.